Well, have you ever thought about what you want to have done with your remains? <laughs> what a weird question to ask at this time of the morning, right? Well, the reason I am asking right. is because people think of all sorts of unique and different things to do to represent how they live their lives. You may have seen the story about Gloria Nolan in the news. Lifelong Star Trek fan seems fitting that her remains are going to be launched into space, the final frontier. Colby Youngblood is helping to make that happen. Colby is the president of Celestis Inc. and joins us now. Colby, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Now, what are you going to do for Gloria and her family? How does this work? So they're going to be launched on our very first, it's called our Voyager service. And it's a deep space service where we fly the, uh, the flight capsules containing the remains or uh, the DNA of our clients uh, out into what's called a heliocentric orbit into our solar system, 330 million kilometers out into our solar system. Uh, it's the first ever Voyager service. We've got four different Memorial Space Flight services, but this one's special in that we've been manifesting passengers on it since 1997. So if you can imagine 27 years of uh, gathering participants are finally culminating in this uh, inaugural launch for our Voyager service called the Enterprise. It's called the Enterprise Flight. Of course it is. And, uh, <laughs> it, and, it's, and it's fitting uh, going on our partner, our United Launch Alliance, ULA, their first ever, uh, it's called the Vulcan Centaur rocket. So uh, ULA has been in the process of getting this rocket ready for several years now. And uh, it's going to be a, a monumental launch um, that will take uh, not just one of our missions. We actually have two missions on board. Uh, our second lunar service, uh, which means we will put flight capsules on the surface of the moon. Uh, when the rocket takes off, it'll get to a point about 200,000 miles over, over Earth. Uh, it'll separate, and uh, the lunar lander will head its way to the moon. And then... Glorious flight capsule. It's inside what's called the Centaur 5 stage spacecraft. It will fire its rockets and head off uh, out into, into deep space. And once it's in this orbit, like I said, it's called a heliocentric orbit because it's going to be orbiting around the sun. Once it's there, the Enterprise flight will no longer be called that. It will change its name to the Inter Enterprise Station because it will be in this forever orbit around the sun. Colby, let me ask you, obviously a lot of years of dedication to make this happen, as you said, 20, 27 years. How did you keep the faith on this? Like, Why was this so important to you to see this through with all these decades that went by? Well, I have to give it to our our CEO and our founder, Charlie Chafer. He's the visionary. Uh, Charlie was a true pioneer for commercial space. He was with a company that launched the very first commercial rocket back in 1982. And one of Charlie's roles in that, which obviously it's very important, you know, is that, that set the bar for companies like SpaceX and Blue Origin. His role was in Washington, D.C., pushing the legislation through uh, that eventually founded commercial space. And one of the reasons why he founded the company was because he wanted to make commercial space accessible to everybody. You know, everyone, you know, if you think about it, not everyone, but a lot of people would love to be astronauts, and they love to space travel. Sure. They love to, you know, go to space. But it's not realistic 
for everyone. And now you can go to space without being a NASA astronaut. You have to be a billionaire to you know, pay for a $500,000 flight with you know, some of these commercial space companies that will offer that. Well, most people don't have $500,000 for a space flight. Well, Charlie thought, well, how, how can you do that? How can you bring right. that? Uh, how can you bring commercial space? Well, everyone dies. Everyone passes away. And so the Memorial Space Flight, the idea of the Memorial Space Flight was how Charlie is going to bring commercial space to everyone. By flying as a secondary payload, we could make it affordable. Our entry-level service starts at $3,000, and you can fly you know, your loved one's ashes or uh, your own DNA as low as $3,000 to space. But obviously and, uh, there must have been obstacles very, along the way, right? Because it's taken a long time to kind of get oh my to gosh. this point. Oh my gosh, yes. So he founded the company in 1994. And in 1997, we finally got our first flight. So it took three years to find a rocket provider that was going to go to space and that would fly us. You know, back in the 90s, rockets and, and space flights were scarce. He was able to, to get that first flight in 1997. We were able to get our second flight in 1998, which was our first Luna service where we flew the ashes of Gene Shoemaker, who was a famous NASA astronaut. Mm-hmm. But uh, substantial obstacles. Do you get a lot of Star Trek fans? Is, are those people the main the ones that mainly oh, sign yes. up for this? Yes, very much so, especially this, this Enterprise flight. So one of the things, you know, to answer your earlier question, how did we persevere through 27 years? Uh, In our very first flight, we flew the ashes of, and this goes back to Star Trek too, on our first flight, it was called the Founder's Flight, we flew the ashes of Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek. I remember this, yeah. And uh, his wife, Majel Roddenberry, was there. And uh, Majel and Charlie shared a moment where, you know, she was so moved that she made Charlie promise her that when it was her time that he would fly her ashes along with Jean's out into deep space. Wow. And and Charlie made her that promise in 1997. And he he made the promise knowing that it wasn't going to happen soon, but it would happen eventually because, again, as a pioneer, he saw the birth of commercial space and now he's seen it completely turned into what he thought he was going to Amazing. be, what it was going to do. And, uh, and so over the years, we've, uh, we've picked up a lot of notable Star Trek celebrities. Last year, the actress who played Lieutenant Uhura, when she passed away, she, uh, her family signed her up. DeForest Kelly, who played oh, Bone. Oh, boy, yeah. You ever heard? Yeah, Dr. Yep, McCoy. Exactly, Doctor Doctor McCoy. That's right. Um, have you ever heard "Beam Me Up, Scotty"? Of course. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Doohan. Yeah, Jimmy Doohan, who played Scotty, is on board. That's amazing. Uh, we've got Doug Trumbull. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is uh, Doug Trumbull. Uh, he was the special effects master for Star Trek: The Motion Picture, along with many other very popular movies. Uh, we have his ashes on board as well. So well, we're very fortunate in the. Uh, um, many of the original cast uh, wanted to participate after they passed away. And fans, too. Listen, Colby, thanks for telling us about it today. Uh, thanks for having me, and we appreciate it. That's Colby Youngblood, president of Celestis, Inc. Probably saw the story in the news about the Canadian woman who chose to have her remains blasted into space because she was a huge Star Trek fan.